This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. Happy super full moon in Scorpio. Exact tonight at 10.32 p.m. Central Time. Also, this is Lunar Beltane, also known as the Pink Moon, Sprouting Grass Moon, Egg Moon, Fish Moon, depending on what region of Turtle Island that you live in. Uh, this is a very powerful moon, new moon, uh, full moon because it is within about 90% of perigee, which means that it's extremely close to the Earth. That's why it's referred to as a super full moon. So we're going to see it really bright and beautiful and close, whether you see it tonight, um, rising in the east, tomorrow morning, setting in the west, or tomorrow night, um, again, rising in the east. And of course, this is a three-day full moon window. So everything I'm going to talk about today in reference to the moon is felt potently um, within the next couple of days. So some of the other features of this moon is that it's we have the sun very close to Uranus opposite the, the moon. And so Uranus is, is really lighting up and also igniting this this moon. It's also lunar Beltane, meaning that it's the, the closest full moon to Beltane. So traditionally, it would have often been celebrated as you could say the opening of the, the Beltane season. We have um, also Venus, which is conjunct black moon Lilith, true node, and also with Mercury at the time of this full moon. And then we also have the whole full moon trine Mars. And add to that that this full moon is activating Cambalia, which is a very significant um, fixed star in the Virgin constellation. It's a star linked to magical and secret knowledge and also a star that has a that that activates for us that that wellspring of hidden often hidden knowledge that the greeks would have referred to as and i love to speak to this often in sessions to anamnesis remembering what the soul already knows Uh, so i'm sure whether you understand what all of these terms or or celestial objects are um, I'm sure you can sense and feel and know that this is a really potent full, full moon. It's a very powerful time for us to focus our energy and our attention on what it is that helps us to feel alive and want to be here fully. What is it in our lives right now that is that just feels... Um, it feels uh, there's a word it's like it's like a palpable sense of um that helps you feel fully embodied that helps you feel this kind of undercurrent of ecstatic um anticipation uh that there's this sense with scorpio of this magnetic um sense of of potency and so the for it's for us at this full moon simply to revel in that experience perhaps um to and this of course also is very resonant with the energies of Taurus it's the Scorpio full moon which means the the moon's in Scorpio the sun is in Taurus they're in perfect balance with each other in polar resonance we're also of course moving into this Beltane period. May 1st is traditionally celebrated as Beltane that Saturday. 
um, and it would be actually solar Beltane, which is when the sun is really poised directly, exactly between the um, spring equinox and the summer solstice, that's going to be more May 4th, 5th. So we're, we're in this beautiful window of the Scorpio full moon. Black moon Lilith also has this wildness to her that she's activating for us. Venus is in Taurus. Um, and so we, there's just this, this sense, this today, tomorrow, through the coming week, there's the understanding that it is for us to be awakening to the beauty, to the aliveness, to the wild pleasure that lives in the body, that lives in the body of the earth. So this might simply, it might be experienced as delight when we slow down enough to actually sense, feel, and know the gifts that are right in front of us. Often the simplest things, like for example, actually seeing that gorgeous glowing full moon rising in the east over the next couple of evenings um anytime you've got this much scorpio or pluto in the fields and we do have pluto as well because tomorrow pluto is going to be stationing retrograde so we're very much feeling pluto in the room so anytime you've got this much scorpio this much pluto Venus is still just barely in the underworld, just preparing to emerge. Um, there's also this recognition that if we want to feel fully alive, we have to learn to, to cultivate the practice of being with and giving our attention to what lives in us and what lives in our larger world that is um that is that has a vibration that 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 is also in discomfort or that is in pain or that is in darkness that there's also always the need for us to broaden our presence our field of of awareness, our field of presence to include whatever it is that also is, um, you know, that isn't necessarily what feels wonderful and what feels great. So, um, so just to, to speak into that a little bit more, um, with this Scorpio full moon, part of what, I mean, there's just that this is such a time of high magic, and it's a, it's a stirring of the deep wisdom that lives in our bodies, that lives down deep, deep, deep in the roots of our ancestral memory. It, it takes us deeper, deeper, and deeper into this remembrance of what it means to be a human animal. I say this again also to honor Black Moon Lilith with Venus and Taurus, that that combination of energies is something that helps us remember that we are um, we are more than human. That when we are incarnated into a human body on this physical earth, that we're also part animal. That we also have the access to, should we choose to cultivate the connection, 
all of the intelligences of the natural world. We have, in a sense, access to the wings, to the, the fangs, to the claws, to the, to the talons of those wild creatures, those wild beings, to the, to the trees, to the, to the leafy green intelligence of the great heart of, of the green beings. Um, that we are not just human, we are part of this interconnected, pulsing, alive, vibrant um, Mama Gaia. So this is a time for us to really drop into the fertile and the, and the, the sweetness, the nectar of what it means to be in a body and to be on this um, beautiful earth. And um, so as we do that, part of what can sometimes emerge is a, there can be some pain that arises when we open ourselves to feel even pleasure. Um, and, and part of why I want to say this is because something that can be stirred with Scorpio is the remembrance of the burning times and those periods in time in ancient Europe for those of us who have European ancestry, but really pretty much for, for, for anyone, um, that, that all of us have ancestors who knew and lived the reality of a living, conscious, sentient, magical universe, that we all have roots that go that deep. And we all also have experienced the severing of that connection. And so when I consider that in this moment, it's really not so much to even dwell on the pain of that, because it feels to me like this is actually a moment where we're being invited to move beyond a kind of an addiction to or an entrainment to pain. But it's actually to kind of turn it on its head and say, you know, I think for the collective, for many of us, with the last couple of years, and especially through 2020 and into this year, that there's been so much that we have been grappling with, so much that's been arising in us, that we have been so... um so courageously uh, meeting and and healing (laughs) and you know there's a lot that for many of us that we may not have even particularly chosen but um, in any case we've been doing a lot of that deep work and this feels to me and I think many of us as if in many ways there is there's an opening there is a, a big profound shifting into a period of more um, of a lightness of being. And so part of what um, I, I really, I love, I've always loved um, the, the realization that I think I first heard from Brene Brown, where she said that in all of the research that she had done, um, and she's done such extensive research um, in, in really identifying human, you know, she's done so much study around shame and so many other areas. But she said in in all of her research, one of the things that surprised her the most is that the number one fear, the emotion that people are afraid of feeling is actually joy. And, um, and I'm actually I'm trying to, it might be the second emotion people are most afraid of. But in any case, it's a people, many, many people are afraid to feel joy. And I think, Often that what will happen for a person is that when they've had um, really ecstatic states or when they've had experiences of great joy in their past, that they may have had 
the the experience then of losing that connection, losing that um, that ex- experience of pleasure and joy, and so there's a great sadness or a grief or a sorrow that came from losing that because our general state of being in the present uh, modern culture is not that it is not joy although i would actually say that i think that an undercurrent of joy a sensation of gratitude and joy and aliveness is actually really our birthright um but but so many people that are afraid to experience joy because they're afraid of having it taken away because they've had that experience and i actually think and i see it in myself i feel it in myself often that there can be a part of us that becomes so accustomed to the experience of um, we're trying to manage our pain or trying to manage what's uncomfortable. And so we numb that, but we also numb this experience of joy. And so I think that that goes very deep, even in the ancestral kind of dimensions, because we might be actually afraid on some level of opening ourselves, opening our hearts, opening our being to the earth, to the sensations in our body, to our actual true emotional states, to the love of another human being or even an animal, to true deep intimate connection. Some of us might actually have a great fear of those kinds of connections, of that kind of opening, of that kind of um, opening to life, softening into a life, into connection, because there's such a tremendous um, fear, well, of two things. One is that if, you've, if you're coming out of trauma, which in a sense, many of us in some sense are, then that sensation of pleasure, of joy, of opening almost actually feels like pain. The first sensation of that opening or of that love or of that new flooding in of of pleasure can feel like pain because we're not used to it. So, so many of us, you know, there's so much about the great pause that we've been in that has been positive, but there's also been a very real tendency on so many levels and for so many reasons and with so much external pressure moving us in this direction that has been causing us to contract and to contract into a place where we're kind of focused in no matter what on everything that's going wrong in the world around us and inside of us or in our own homes or in our relationships. So there's been a tremendous amount of contraction. And so when like a a flower, like a blossom, we begin to open We begin to open our systems, our energetic systems, our hearts, our bodies to these new sensations of of joy, of bliss, of connection, of intimacy with with life, with with the earth, with the all of these things or other humans, then we might feel first a kind of a piercing of our heart that feels like pain and discomfort because we're not accustomed to it. And so it can feel sensitive. So maybe, you know, for those of you who are now out and about more than you've been before, you may have been feeling that a little bit when you are in larger groups, you know, of people gathering, um, you might feel that super sensitivity. And some of that, of course, is also that with more movement, with more shifting and changing and getting out of our little boxes, 
that there are feelings and emotions that have been suppressed that are wanting to be felt. So, so there's something about this full moon that is about helping us to drop into our, our hearts, to drop into the, the deep wisdom of our feminine souls. There's also this trine Mars energy. Mars has just moved into Cancer. Mars is in, um, Mars is trine this full moon. And there's something about this very nurturing, loving, holding, masculine presence that is available to us now as well as, as a gentle guardian energy that we can feel that supports us in actually being able to drop even further into um, full presence for whatever it is that's coming up with so much of this of these big energies stirring and opening and um, but this this full moon is um, it's alive it is um, full of sensation it is full of the gift of helping us to to thaw and to open up and to allow ourselves to be um, fully present so that's you know and then in the coming week we've got um, let's see the again Pluto stationing retrograde tomorrow. So again, like really dropping into the fullness of this very earthy, very, um, very water, very much feeling based potency of Pluto. So allowing ourselves to, to really, you know, part of what this is, is it's the, the completion of the Venus underworld period happening at the same time as Pluto is stationing retrograde and then you've got Pluto or Venus also squaring Pluto just as she's um, coming out of the underworld around May 6th so part of what's happening is that we are being invited this coming week all through the coming days today tomorrow especially but through the coming week to because this is the completion of the Venus underworld period this is the time to really um, set really clear intentions and whatever ceremony, whether that's formal or very simple that you do, to allow your body, your soul, your spirit, your emotional body, your psyche, your life path to be purified, to be simplified, to be purified. Um, we, it's for us in coming out of this Venus underworld period to have hearts that are lightened through that process that we've been through. And Pluto also is a purifier, um, a great transformer and a purifier. So, so over this com- coming week to invite whatever is in us that remains, um, whatever in us that has, has outlived its, its usefulness, whatever in us is, is kind of stuck and stagnant and has not yet been um, allowed to drop has been allowed to um to to be we don't haven't given it the oxygen it needs to really fully compost to fully um transform into fuel that whatever those older energies are those dense stuck energies might be that we're still holding particularly in the heart but through our whole energy system that we can invite pluto um, as we sleep, as we dream, we can invite Venus and Black Moon Lilith. We can invite the Scorpio full moon um, to support us in 
becoming lighter, enlightening our hearts so that as Venus appears around May 5th, for more of us, um, probably she's already visible in some places. I dreamed on the 20th she'd shown up. Um, But as we see her appear around the 5th near the Pleiades, that this is this is the rainbow goddess this is the gemini goddess and she's going to be tender and we're going to be tender you know coming out of this period on the meat hook this period where we've been um, tenderized you know our hearts have been kind of tenderized and so we're coming out of that we but it it's to be very gentle with ourselves as we're especially here in the north um, we're starting to come out we're we're seeing more people we're opening ourselves to life. And so, um, you know, be, be gentle with yourself as you shift more and more into this place of opening, of active creativity, of, um, and, and to opening to joy. So also just allowing yourself to feel what comes up with new sensation with new feelings you know I, I just before I complete I just want to say too I can I always have to remember that that it's Venus and Gemini you know there's a Hayoka or a trickster energy at play here and so our world in many ways has been turned upside down and it's very difficult sometimes to know left from right and right to left it's very much like an Alice in Wonderland kind of experience and I'll just say that this is something that keeps happening for me as I have taken walks on the land. Um, whether I go south or north, um, those are two directions I walk often. Um, it seems that I've had the experience a couple of times where I've gotten gone in complete circles and ended up where I began but thought I was going somewhere completely different. <laughs> And um, so feeling completely backwards. So, you know, this is also a time of um, a great kind of paradox and riddles. So just inviting you to, to, to stay open, to stay curious, you know, as so much in our world continues to be, um, you know, on the outside to... If you read the news, I mean, clearly, and this is going to be, I think, at a Scorpio full moon, it would be, it would also, (laughs) oh man, I just, you know, I struggle with this sometimes, but just, but, but the reality, and I'm just going to take a moment for this. The reality is that here in the U.S. there is, um, and and all across the globe, uh, there, there is such a tremendous accelerated rate of um of change and and there's a tremendous amount that's happening that we're seeing that is um that can be almost unbearable you know whether whether you're paying attention to what's happening in India with vast numbers of of humans who are um and have continued to be uh, in you know that what's happening there with the great divide of um, of of a great great numbers of people who have access to so little and now under um, authoritarian kind of guidelines with COVID, there's a tremendous amount of suffering and and much more visibility of the impact of people uh, because of this caste system, and so you can see what's happening there if you look here in the U.S. at what's been happening with just again, just unbearable 
numbers of uh, just unbelievable numbers of um, young black and brown people being um, killed by the police. And when you see those things and, um, you know, we have to honor and acknowledge that there's been some justice as well on that front. When you realize that one point, every, 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 what is it? I think it's like 1.4 days you have a school, you have a, some kind of a shooting here in the U.S. So, you know, I have to speak to those things at a Scorpio full moon um, to acknowledge that, that these are some realities that are, that are also in the field. And even as I say all of these things, I, I recognize that whatever pain we see out there it is incredibly important to recognize where it lives inside of us and to also recognize and see the emergent new um, awareness with more and more humans of what's actually already been there under the surface but has not been visible to so many. So this is, again, it's a paradoxical moment where there is plenty of the Gemini both and for us to be navigating. And that can have to do with, you know, when you look at the news, when you see it, what's happening, please, please, please. And I don't know that anybody who listens to me ever would, but do not let your mind simply be filled by the news cycle. Do not allow your mind to be hijacked um, and your nervous system by infusing your consciousness purely with these kinds of stories because the reality is that especially on this beautiful magical full moon in Scorpio and Beltane every human being on this planet is um is it's so important to remember that we we are in a collective each one of us are um part of this larger collective human family and this larger much larger than human family of life on earth and if you recognize and look at the darkness and all of the darkness that is um, that we can see in the world around us and that's that's very visible in the news just be aware that in times of great darkness it's also a time of equal light and so when I say darkness and I use that term I'm I'm going into a binary right but um, but I, when there is great suffering in this way, there's also profound and great awakening. When there is so much um, rising awareness of injustice and um, inequity, there is, there is also um, the arising of incredible, unleashed potential, human potential and creative problem solving at the local and also at the um, at the the larger level. So, so allow your just simply know that what we're actually seeing is is not even close to the whole story. So in any case, I, I'm finding myself it's quite easy to. As soon as I go into that field, for me personally, of the news, um, I can go into a place of. Um, a little bit of overwhelm. And part of the reason for that is because there's so much of me that says we have become so attuned to suffering and so attuned to pain and to the story of that 
that that we have to deliberately choose to turn toward what is arising in the midst of that and all of the tremendous beauty that exists in this moment in our individual lives so that we can continue to also grow more of that in the world around us. So with that, um, I just want to complete by wishing for each one of you a, um, a beautiful next two weeks. There is so much available for us now to support us in thawing the numb parts of our hearts. There is so much support for us now in opening to the magic that truly is at the basis of how this universe operates. And this is a time for us to also take, take time for some stillness with the intention of recovering and coming into um, accessing that deep wellspring of, of ancient wisdom that comes from your deep roots that ancient, ancient wisdom that helps you to remember that, that awakening at the level of your, um, of your, your cellular memory of, of who you truly are and of the great power that you um, possess within your own beautiful body and when you are deeply rooted into the consciousness and the intelligence of Gaia. And when we are in that intelligence and when we are connecting with the, with the, um, a blossoming, opening heart to um, the tender, beautiful, broken, and, and gorgeous experience of being a human being and a much more than human being on the earth at this time of great terror and yet great, great beauty. And blessed be, happy Beltane, and um, may you have a beautiful next two weeks.